The Black Knight isn't a person, Dame. It's just a bloody job. It doesn't have to be a lonely one. One of us goes out, swings the sword, saves the world. Other one sits right there, guiding. Then we swap. Nobody knows who's behind the visor. Nobody needs to. Two broken people. One hero. Aloha, bienvenidos, and welcome to Noob Island, a place for nerdy fun, friendships, and learning. I'm Professor T. And I'm Professor Z. Much like the starting zone of many video games, the goal of our island resort is to teach visiting noobs about geeky subjects, but away from the stress of having to worry about sweaty tryhards, griefers, know-it-alls, or neckbeards. We like to think of it as learning and luxury. Noob? Yes, Professor? Tell the rest of the class how your weekend went, <laughs> what you're here to learn about... <laughs> And your name. I love that slight pause when you realize that you forgot to set up a question for that. <laughs> Weekend was absolutely fantastic. I'm still a little sore. Uh, I'm here to He's learn just going to leave it at Don't that, too. It could be no. so many things. No, we're going from there. And then uh, Magic in the Marvel Universe is the topic for this series. And my name is Mac. <laughs> what was that in mind? Professor Z, what's our lesson for today? Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade. It has to be said like that. It has to be like true crime voice. Uh, written by Sai Spirier and penciled by Sergio Davila. We are doing basically another catch-up episode of, in this case about Black Knight, reading the, not the only thing that's come out since he's, since we did our Black Knight episode way back, but the, uh, but close. the solo series that he did. <laughs> close to the only Also... All cards on the table. Having had a similar weekend to Mac that we will continue to not explain, I am running at about 10% brain power. <laughs> this book was sweet. I fell asleep three times reading it. That is not on this book. So I'm not 100% there on this. So there might be a few points where you guys have to correct me, particularly when we talk about the, uh, the quick summary of what happened across it. Quick summary of what happens across this. I mean, I've, I've got... I mean, the quick summary is that... Black Knight beat Black Knight. And Mordred doing Mordred crap. And Merlin's still bad. Merlin is actively worse. <laughs> I'm gonna just get that out there. Like, okay, so, like, we did the Merlin episode, and about half the time Merlin is the villain, and the other half the time he's a jerk, but for... Morally ambiguous reasons. I wasn't even gonna say morally ambiguous. Like, a jerk for the greater good, or gone mad trying to destroy everything. Mm -hmm. But between this and the Excalibur and Knights of X series happening over in the Krakoa era X-Men stuff, Merlin has moved into pretty directly evil. Uh, you'll see more of that when we someday do a Captain Britain catch-up episode, because some wild stuff started happening with Captain Britain about ten minutes after we did that episode, <laughs> which just seems to be the way this podcast goes. <laughs> right. I'm fine with that. So I'm not 100% sure where we ended with the Black Knight, what he was up to with what we were going. I think it was the beginning of this series, but... Well, where we ended with a Black Knight is what happens right after this series, because of last episode. Yes, but I mean way back when on the Black Knight 
Uh, right, episode. Right, right. On the Black Knight episode, I think you're right. It's basically he had that everything movie. leading up to this. Did we do the the King in Black, Black Knight? A little bit. That was right around what was going on. And that's kind of where I'm going to start out here. Of During the King in Black, he realized, which is a big, weird Venom crossover that they pulled him into for various... Because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I'm not a Venom fan. King in Black was tight. It is revealed during that that his sword is cursed, but in not the ways that they thought it was. Meaning that it's not he is a pure soul holding off evil, but that the sword amplifies the uh, petty, jealousy, evil, rage, all the negative emotions that are already prevalent in a person. Which was kind of a bummer for Dane to find out, because he'd spent most of his life thinking that... The sword was driving him insane, which it was, but that, like, he's a good person at heart, as opposed to, he's a messed up dude, and the sword is definitely making it worse. But, the sword only works, and it's very effective as a weapon, with a person like him. It's kind of an anti-Mjolnir, which I know Mm -hmm. we covered towards the end of that. Despite all of this, he is spending a bunch of time trying to be a hero. He actually gets called in to be a possible host of the Phoenix Force, along with, like, Cap, Wolverine, mm-hmm. Iron Man. People, a lot of people who definitely should not have control of the Phoenix Force. Moon Knight. <laughs> yes. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phoenix style Moon Knight is pretty sweet. <laughs> it is. Uh, so is the Phoenix Knight, which is mm-hmm. Dane as the Moon Knight, mm-hmm. or as the, as the Phoenix. There's two Phoenix Knights, and it's confusing. I don't like it. <laughs> It's different than when it just recently happened, but I am a big fan of Old Man Phoenix. Mm. Now, tapping in to where we start off with this, Dane is not doing great. Knowing he has to tap into his dark emotions, he is using a, a call-in... It, it's not like a call-in therapy app, but it's a call-in and you can talk and it says like, empty platitudes to you. I feel it's, like it's making fun of BetterHelp, which is the company that's advertising every podcast in existence and could bad, advertise with us. Um, what well, reminds me of... You haven't watched the new Watchmen series yet, no. but it reminds me of something that they do in that pretty heavily, mm-hmm. where they set up like these booths where you can talk to Dr. Manhattan on Mars. And it's just these booths that beam whatever you're talking about at where he's supposed to be on Mars. Wild. But at the beginning of this, Dane, who is trying so hard to be a hero, is interacting with the Avengers, and he is purposely putting on a facade of kind of a piece of crap, if we're being honest. Like, he's a a really weird version of the Black Knight who's just trying so desperately to be like, happy-go-lucky to hide the fact that he is tapping into these negative emotions. Both versions of this Black Knight drive me absolutely nuts. The, like, sitting alone speaking to this app and messing with the sword. Or, like, forsooth! <laughs> I say thee nay! And even Thor is getting annoyed at him. And like, Thor, this is literally what you sound like. But, like, yeah. the fake Thor voice that he's doing... And we also find out during this time that he no longer has the, like, 
mystically enchanted horses, which he might have lost those at some previous point. Again, it's been a while since we did the Black Knight episode, but he's now just poorly cloning Pegasi. <laughs> I like how they emphasize the poorly over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> when Black Panther is judging you, and Black Panther likes Dane Whitman. Like, they have a lot of history together, and that's when he's like, oh, God, you're not doing great, bud. Like, I mean, one of the things that's stood out to me from this reading was man the avengers are kind of jerks in this they are <laughs> the problem is black knight started having problems and the avengers were like we don't have time for people who are having that level of problem <laughs> we don't have time for your problems we have time for your blowing up everything in your immediate vicinity and it is a thing that has come up in avengers comics before and i mean even he talks about that he gets it the Avengers deal with world-level threats every day. They don't have time for his mental breakdown. But also, them giving him a modicum of support for his mental breakdown probably would have solved a lot of the problems. <laughs> like, it's a high-stress job. Hire a therapist. They need Diana Troy from Star Trek. <laughs> they just need a resident therapist. Right? Bring in Doc Sampson. He's also a Hulk-level strength. Like, you could do both. That would be dope. That would be super dope. That would be super cool. Also, just with... I started thinking about it when you were explaining, like, what the retcon that they did with the sword during King and Black was, and how you find out it's just like an amplification chamber for all of his negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. Black Knight versus Spider-Man... Oh, what Spider-Man could do with the sword if he gave in to, like, the darkest self Or just, like, Spider-Man not realizing that his making fun of him the entire time is just making him <laughs> more powerful. Stronger. Right? Oh, God. Uh, we also find out during this time... Dane... I mean, Dane's always been a scientist, but he's definitely bordering into mad scientist zone because he now has a Goatman butler that he keeps cloning, apparently. It's just a throwaway line that that's where the goat man comes from. Oh, but like, I thought it was a demon. No, because no, there's, there's a, a throwaway definite, line. Please yeah. don't kill my butler. It's so hard to clone him. Oh, gotcha. I missed that. You're like, oh, Dane. <laughs> oh, you need a buddy. You gotta and <laughs> and not your your dead predecessor buddy. You we need an we buddy. talked about it in uh, last week's death of Doctor Strange or last time's death of Doctor Strange where. He really needs to, like, actually text Faiza Hussein and have outside connection. And he's trying so hard to be a good hero while tapping into nothing but the dark side because he's got this thought, anything good happens to me makes me useless. Which, honestly, is a pretty good examination of the way that some people will take, like, depression and an anxiety focus that you can develop mm -hmm. and turn it into a superhero story. Because I've also had the, like, no, I can't fix myself. I'll lose my creativity. And God, that's a... That's dangerous. It's a really dark, dark path to go down. Mm. Uh, yeah, romanticized depression, I feel like, happens a lot with artists. It's a big thing with artists, and you can and see... And art it. culture. Uh-huh, and I can see how it would be done with... Mm -hmm. um, I've, quick note, I've never read Cy Spurrier's work before, or at least never in a way that, like, I was like, this is Cy Spurrier writing this. Right. But his name has been coming up a lot lately. He's 
He's not the new Grant Morrison, but I could see him being the new Grant Morrison in a couple of years. Or Warren Ellis. You've read Warren Ellis. We haven't read any Morrison for this. I mean, series. Hickman's the new Morrison. Okay, but th- that same kind of line of, like, he could be the next, like, this man's a genius. Wrote a bunch of Constantine, which is, a you know, mm-hmm. another, like, this man's a genius, like, touchstone. So I was paying a lot of attention in this book, and I actually like Spurrier a lot more than I was expecting to based off of what I've read about some of the books that he's done. Mm. Just like he's more relatable than I was worried he was going to be. Um, anyways, Dane, who has, you know, the magic inherited castle with all of the mad stuff inside, he's really going for a high evolutionary vibe. Like just put him on Mount Wondegore and he'd completely fall apart in all the right ways. <laughs> wish.com high evolutionary. <laughs> oh God. Oh, <laughs> he was already kind of the wish.com captain America. Uh, he meets up with a, I somehow like him more and more throughout all this. Though. I like Dane a lot. I love Dane because he's a giant mess. Who's trying so freaking Hard and he's a great B list Avenger, and the B list Avengers are more interesting to me. They need to make uh Jon Snow into just as big of a mess up in the MCU. Oh, god, please! <laughs> Coming to the castle, he's meeting with a woman who is working on her master's thesis when it comes to Arthurian legend <laughs> by the name of Jax. Uh, I don't have her whole name in front of me. She's mostly just referred to as Jax in this story. But I do think Jax is part of her last name, although it might be Jacqueline. I don't know. I should not have started this progression. Oh, they say her last name at one point, too. Yeah. Now that you say that, I'm like, why can't I remember this? They because do it's not overly it. important. Her name is Jax. <laughs> it's in the same way that my last name's Johnson, but who cares? I do. Like, <laughs> weird, man. Um, <laughs> Jax is trying to uh, prove her thesis that Camelot never existed, which in modern day real life, duh. There are a couple people who could have been Arthur, Mm -hmm. but like there's kind of, you know, we took a bunch of legends and mixed them together and we came up with this while in the world of Marvel, that's a lot harder to do because Merlin's real. And like the average academic probably has very little proof that Merlin is real, but it's another thing. When Faisal Hussein is out there wielding Excalibur. <laughs> it's kind of hard to deny that. So I'm not quite like, I had a point of like, well, of course Camelot's not real. But then of course, oh, in Marvel, of course it's real. What are you doing, Jackson? I think that actually does create an, I'm always interested in the, real person's, like the normal person's view of the Chopra. Marvel. Chopra? Jack Chopra. Cho- yeah. Okay. I'm always interested in the, like the normal person's view of the superhero world because some of the stuff they're going to have no idea about. They're like, well, we know aliens came and now that guy's our friend and I'm not really sure why, but he was trying to kill me last week, so I'm not thrilled about it. Like, Also during this time, while in the battle with the Avengers we mentioned earlier, a mysterious figure, who's Mordred, appears <laughs> and cuts Dane's head off <laughs> with the ebony dagger, which is supposed to be gone. Another point where, whoops, Merlin lied a lot, killing Dane. But he wakes up again 
And then promptly has a panic attack. Because he died and woke up again. And I know that's a common Marvel trope, but that was still pretty new for Dane. I don't know. Also, if he's so died quickly. Before. Yeah, that's a whole. I thing. think he's like, died before, but I think it's been like he was out of action for a year, and, and then somebody back cosmic did stuff. Yeah, and like it's not like two hours later. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Unsure of what to do, he goes to talk to Sir Percy, who I do really enjoy the scene where Percy's like, "I won't come unless you say the proper." <laughs> you gotta do this right. <laughs> you you bring the proper enchantment, or I'm not I'm not showing up and. I like it with ghosts, and then finally being like, no, we're done with this. <laughs> I've said the stupid line many times. Just show up. Do your job. <laughs> Please. We find out, among other things, that the Black Knight was actually Camelot's berserker. Yeah, finding out he was basically their black staff was nuts. Yeah. He's there. We always know that he had a secret. The reason he had a secret was... I mean, he was always supposed to be like the secret guardian of Camelot. No one knows who he really is. He's a superhero in King Arthur's court. But it's not a superhero. He's the wetworks. He's the black ops. He fights Thor, which we find out about. And we also find out that there's a lot more metahumans in Camelot than we've ever really known mm -hmm. about. And we see images of a bunch of them, and I want to see them more. Yes. Yes. I want an entire little Marvel imprint line of in Camelot. <laughs> also, along with um, the finding out he was wet works, you also find out that his goofy persona was all just a cover. Similar Retconning that entire era of Black Knight. Mm -hmm. I do like that it retcons it in ways that doesn't necessarily cancel out other retcons. Right. Like, in New Excalibur, we talked about this way back when, turns out that Percy was not the first Black Knight. He was the, like, eighth, and they kept trying to give it to people, and they kept dying. The reason it works for Percy was they finally figured out it has to have King Arthur's blood, and Percy was a... I don't remember if it's cousin or nephew, but, you know, like yeah. that same line. He's, he's in the cousin family. because Mordred is nephew. Well, Mordred is son, son, but they claim nephew. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, both are true. He is yeah. cousin and nephew. Arthurian legend is messed up. I also like that the revelation of this, and this kind of starts here, so we can kind of get into it, is that Camelot is a, a couple of things. One, thanks to Merlin time enchantments, Camelot lasts for 300 years, but also it lasts for a single summer. Mm -hmm. which is why there is just part of the reason why there's just decades and decades worth of stories. But also there's no time of it on earth in any like noteworthy place. And the idea that it's, I mean, much like real medieval and ancient history, much more colorful. And I mean that in every sense of the word <laughs> than we give it credit for. Mm hmm. And I mean, literally beyond just like knights wore a lot of bright colors in a lot of cases and didn't burnish steel. That is a Victorian era myth. But also black people were there and that was fine. Apparently there were awesome black warrior women in this and I need to know everything about them. Uh, but Merlin, not able to handle the... Camelot wasn't perfect, despite the fact that Camelot wasn't perfect in many cases because of Merlin. When Camelot is destroyed, he sanitizes the legends into 
what we have now, which is why in some cases the legends do not make sense and don't line up, and not just because we've been telling variations of the King Arthur story for a thousand years now. It's hard to say for certain. I That can be a way to explain some of the weirdness whenever people do various magical things to go back into the old days of Camelot and mm-hmm. why things are always weird and different. Because, like you said, it's one sam- summer that was 300 years. That's... But all the people lasted that same... Mm-hmm. They only aged as much as the summer, but went through... My head hurts when I tried to think about that part, to be <laughs> honest with you. But I thought but it was cool. But it's also now mostly legend. Mm-hmm. But enough people think about it that... Or enough people believe it due to those stories and the legends and the way that Merlin has crafted them through the years that you run into some of the things that you run into with the gods and like Thor. Because we've touched on it because we haven't we haven't done a Thor chapter yet, but mm-hmm. we've touched on the fact that like Thor, when you look into his backstory, is weird because he exists in legends and the legends happened because of his god status but then they also didn't happen because there's not enough time on the timeline for them to have happened yeah or also like the scientific creation of earth absolutely happened but also odin made mankind Mm -hmm. and these things are equally true in the marvel universe as well as all of zeus's shenanigans which should not none of these should like mixed together, but there's not just an Allfather. There's a whole collection of Allfathers between Odin and Zeus and Mm -hmm. Jupiter, who is Zeus but not. So in a similar way, I think Merlin is tapping into that belief structure to make it real. Which is why Camelot exists the way Mm -hmm. it does. It can be not real Camelot, but things still exist from the stories. Mm but because he's Merlin, and in this version, virulently racist, the the stories don't make any sense because he's trying to purposely hide aspects of Camelot. And the fact that King Arthur's kind of a dick sometimes. Like, <laughs> it, it is an interesting thing. King Arthur is not necessarily a bad king, but there are definite places where he's... A human? Human? Put into stuff that no one should have to deal with. Anyways, back to Black Knight. We find out that it had always been thought that the other ebony items had been destroyed. But it turns out that they were just put... They were just hidden away. Something to do with a river, and to be honest, I didn't fully understand that part, and I fell asleep. That was one of the places where I fell asleep. But Mordred is after it. He also has a minion who is a red cap, which is a... British, it's one of the not faithful. a goblin, but yes, it's a fey thing, who is powered by a bloodstone, which is a item of immense magic power in the Marvel Universe. We will actually be talking about the bloodstones and the bloodstone family pretty soon in uh, some of our Monster Hunter stuff that's coming up, which brings in Elsa Bloodstone. Who I still want to like more than I do. Oh, I really liked her in this one. She was better in this one, but I still... I didn't like the death of Doctor Strange. The more I, the longer I get from that Bloodstone single, I didn't like it. Much. <laughs> we'll probably read Next Wave, which is her finest hour, even though it's like such a weird book when we get to her. 
Elsa Bloodstone, Dane, and Jax end up teaming up to stop Mordred. Because Mordred is bad. And also, if he gets his hands on everything, including the Ebony Blade, while Dane is dead and not holding on to the blade, because it turns out he gets revived almost immediately if he's holding the sword at the time. Mm -hmm. Mordred will get all the Ebony things and yeah, MacGuffin bad yeah. stuff happens. To be honest, not 100% sure what was going down on that part. He's going to reform Camelot, but in his own image. Which is and not going to do it. That, like, the whole thing is Camelot's not perfect, but Camelot under Mordred would be real bad. Yeah, he states that he's... What the Ebony Blade does, he wants Camelot to be. That's why he was... The people with all the problems were the ones who were answering the call. Mm -hmm. He's using that darkness to soup up his powers. Uh, getting trapped in the mystical realm of Listenies? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. L-I-S-T-E-N-E-I-S-E, which is a... It's something French, because that's from the death of Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a land where secrets are revealed. <laughs> yes, it is. They track down the Ebony Chalice, which is a weird... Like, okay, so I get that there's supposed to be a lot of messages in this, but like... I have made you these ebony items. There's a dagger, and a shield, and a sword, and this cup. There wasn't a dagger. It was a staff, staff. that was Melted the dagger. Melted into mm -hmm. a dagger. Yeah. Okay. There's a metal staff, <laughs> and a shield, and a cup. I know there's a whole lot of, like, symbolism that tracks down into a lot of medieval age stuff that we're not getting into it. But. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I love Percy going, sword. The sword. Give me the sword. He, like, interrupts I'll take the too. sword. He's like, this is what they did. Okay. I guess you have don't, the sword. I don't even have to think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is going to go badly. I should not have put that on there. <laughs> he throws it me. He's like, whatever. We'll figure it out. Also, in the similar way that the cup brings dark knowledge that no one wants, and it takes Dane Whitman about four seconds to drink out of the cup and go even more insane. He's like, cup? Mmm. <laughs> and even Mordred's like, he's going to drink the cup. Told you. That's one thing I didn't understand. Mordred wanted him to drink from the cup, and I don't understand. I, I did not get why, because it didn't seem to do him any favors. I don't know either. I don't think Mordred realized the extent it was going to reveal things to him. Oh, right. Mordred doesn't plan things well, and Weird. that's why it backfires every time. Every time. Which is why he spends most of his time as a minion of Morgana Le Fay. <laughs> Uh, but while drinking the chalice, Dane learns that Merlin had not just been involved in the downfall of Camelot, but actively masterminded it and manipulated Arthur and Mordred both into everything that went down, which is a pretty significant sep deviation from traditional Camelot myth, where Merlin is trapped in a cave for centuries because he's a and, like, literally thanks to completely his own bad choices uh, and isn't there to help when it fa uh, Camelot falls. Mordred is trying to take all of the ebony items and forge them into an ebony crown, which will let them do... It will give him various godhood powers, recreate Camelot, yada, yada, yada. Crowny type things. Crowny type things. Also, during this time, Dane reveals that he is Jax's... Dad. Turns out, way back when, when he was in college, way before anything started with, like, you know, his uncle mm -hmm. giving him the ebony blade, he had been in a relationship with a woman 
who had to go home to Britain because she had cancer and one, needed to be with her family, and two, the American healthcare system. Mm. She died thanks to cancer, but not before giving birth. Uh, he has many regrets because he ended up not going with her to be with her during her final days, but actually, like, his reasons for staying is not terrible either. Especially for a kid. Like, I'm not saying he's great, yeah, better. he's like, oh, I want to stay not with for, you, yeah. but I'm also, like, doing really good in college, and I need to keep going to college, and, like, my life is developing in ways that's important. And, yeah, he probably should have gone with her, but it wouldn't have changed anything. I mean, he might not have become the Black Knight, but, like, she still would have died because she didn't take the chemotherapy because she was pregnant. The main thing that would have changed is he would have known he had a kid. Also, she didn't tell him she was pregnant. I'm not... I'm not trying to absolve Dane of all, like, guilt in this, but I'm, I will say this is one of the cases where it's less bad choices on Dane's part and more just... That whole situation was messed up, man. That sucks. Yeah. They defeat uh, Mordred mostly through angry stabbing. <laughs> There's other mystical stuff. Read the book. It's worth your time. But it's really mystical stabbing and plots by Dane and him really just manipulating magic. <laughs> by the time you also find out uh, Jack's parentage, it's also becoming increasingly clear anyway because the way the book is told, it's intercut back and forth and you're like, oh, that's yeah. why she can do this. Yeah, she keeps using the ebony blade before this. I kind of skipped over that part. Including Which coming not, back from yeah. being just... Vaporized. Yeah, vaporized. Which you are not supposed to be able to do unless you're of Arthurian blood. Blood. Mm -hmm. Dane gets mm -hmm. killed without the sword, which lets Mordred think he's won, but thanks to weird magical manipulation, because Dane actually understands magic more than most people give him credit for, where they just treat him like a weapon. He manipulates it, seizes control of everything, stabs Mordred. Mordred will come back. Dane's even pretty honest about the fact, if I remember, that Mordred's just gonna come back. He always does. That's what he says. Whatever, man. We are long past the time that I think I have anything to do with this. <laughs> he reforges, quote-unquote, the ebony crown into the... What is it? The ebon... Not the, the ebon, ebon chair, siege. The ebon siege, which is a very uncomfortable-looking rickety chair with a bunch of ebony metal bits <laughs> stuck in the back. The wooden chair I'm sitting on now looks better than the Evan Siege chair. <laughs> By every stretch of the imagination. He is not a blacksmith. <laughs> Even just the bottom part, though. I'm like, ignore, like, the Evan part that's up top. Like, no, he, he just chooses, choose, like, a terrible chair to put it on. Give me the worst stool we have. I don't want to ruin any of our existing chairs. And they're like, you own a castle and you keep cloning people. Clearly you can afford a decent chair. Butler, what was that chair I threw out last week? Yeah, bring that one. <laughs> But he's deciding because the chair will bring him wisdom or not just wisdom, but will bring up like threats of darkness and kind of give him directions mm -hmm. to go. However, Jax decides that he cannot handle this alone, as evidenced by everything that's been happening ever in his life. Where Dane, even when Dane is a good leader, and there have been several times where Dane has led several excellent teams, including a Heroes for Hire team. Where Luke Cage worked for him, which is wild to think about when it's a Heroes for Hire team. 
uh, he's led the Avengers on multiple occasions. He's actually pretty good, but anytime he's by himself, he immediately unravels. So Jax decides, we'll trade off. Sometimes one of us will hold the ebony blade, which is part of what slowly drives you insane, and the other will sit on the ebon... Siege. Siege, thank you. I'm not sure why it's siege. I don't understand that. I think that's old medieval stuff. Yes. Um, I believe siege, the word siege, like, has something to do with sitting anyway, because, like, if you lay siege to somewhere, you're sitting around it. Oh, yeah. But then also at the round table, there's the siege perilous, which is only, which is the seat that only the knight that's the most purest in heart can sit in, and so it's empty until Galahad pops or comes mm-hmm. in. Poor Galahad. See, when I think of the Siege Perilous, I think of X-Men, but that's because I'm me. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Big old X-Men thing that is completely unrelated to any of this. This leaves us where, I mean, up to where we saw last time with Death of Doctor Strange, Curse of the Black Knight, and we're getting to see... I would love to see a proper Black Knight-led book again. Give it a bunch of B-list Avengers, bring in, you know, Wonder Man or Cersei or... Hercules. Hercules would be fun. So I just badly covered this book. <laughs> you did fine. I okay covered this book. Anything that kind of popped out of this book we want to talk about? Uh, anything? What 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 grabbed you of this book, of this character? I know, as I said, I plan to reread this book later this week. I enjoyed that they, the way they rewrote with Merlin being the fulcrum of Camelot making Camelot an idea was what they were talking about, like a meta, so mm-hmm. it can be anything. Uh, I thought that was intelligent, so that way they don't they don't fully get rid of the other backstories for Black Knight, because technically that is what it could be. It's just an idea mm-hmm. from Camelot. But also, this is what this current Black Knight is doing. I thought that was a really nice way to do that, while also giving you a wheel worm to do whatever you want. And then they use that idea at the end to kill Mordred, where he literally grows out of Mordred's body. <laughs> Splits, splits We're half. reading a lot of books lately where the good guy grows out of the bad guy's body because that was just, just like Bruk? this book what up? <laughs> did not care about the gore, which I found refreshing. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw a beheaded Dame. <laughs> it's still a Marvel book. It's not you know a Tarantino blood fest. No, but it was it, it was crazy. more violent than a lot of stuff we've read for this. Which is funny because he's a knight, and uh, as we all know. Black Knight's job is not a nice one. So there's a lot of death involved with pointy objects, which don't tend to be beautiful. So it was fine. Yeah, I liked it. Did we get a name for the goat butler? I don't think so. If we did, I didn't catch it. Because I want him to hang out with bats. Cool. The ghost dog. Yeah. Goat butler and ghost dog. New on Marvel Infinity. Um, I'll also agree with you. I'd, we need at least a mini series of like those new... Camelot characters that got mm-hmm. introduced because they looked all freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Along with that, I wouldn't mind just like one-offs here and there of some of the other Black Knights that they've tried. I've always thought that Sir Percy could do a series in the modern day, particularly with the current popularity of D&D and similar style media. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's really like, I feel like the the landscape of comics right now is built to drop in at least a miniseries of that. I'd love to see Percy at the end of his madness spree. 
Even during, like, even before the madness fully takes on, where he's actually trying to be a superhero in Camelot and everything that means, like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I find it interesting that the explanation that Thor doesn't remember that was because he had his bird familiar, like, hide those memories from him. Yeah, because Merlin's a jerk. Yeah. You would th- I would think a god would know that something has happened. Like, that doesn't feel right. Well, I feel like that's one of those things where Thor could probably have a way of figuring it out. It's just that it's Thor. He has no reason to care. And that's thousand years before this Thor. This is like still babe. He So that was pre-worthy Thor, right? No, because he had Mjolnir. Oh, okay, with him. he did have Mjolnir. So I mean, he, but he was newly worthy Thor. He's still blacking a lot out a lot just from being drunk during that time period. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he probably woke up and was like, "Well, must have done something fun. All my guys are in Valhalla now, so I'll go visit them later." <laughs> yeah, he killed everybody. Also, and it's a thing that we'll talk about more over time. Thor has. There must be some significant memory issues for Thor because he's teamed up with several characters' predecessors, according to modern Marvel comics, of like, oh, here's him on an ancient team that's basically the Avengers, but not, mm-hmm. you know, an old Sorcerer Supreme, an old whatever. But when he first meets the Moon Knight, he's like, what are you? So I'm guessing, and I actually have a, a, a theory for this, beyond just the fact that apparently Merlin just stole some of his memories, Probably, uh, definitely, when Thor was sent to Earth by Odin to learn humility, mm-hmm. after thousands of years of his crap, <clears throat> at first he legitimately didn't remember being Thor at all. He thought he was Donald Blake in the body of Thor sometimes. We'll talk about that when we get to the Thor episode. The Thor episodes might end up being a two or three parter, just because I'm There's not... so much Thor. I'm not trying to get 60 years of Thor in... One episode. That's too much. The he's Doctor been, Strange he's one been was too popular for too long. The Doctor Strange one was a nightmare, and he's had significantly less comics than Thor has had. So, also, it just gives us a chance to read. Thor eras are so wildly different. So, I'm going to say that honestly, Thor probably has significant memory gaps still from that initial banishment. I think, like I said, there's thousands and thousands of years he was alive, mm-hmm. and unless he knows what he needs to remember, he probably doesn't bother with it. There have been characters, I don't know if we have any of them in Marvel, but characters <clears throat> who they only have a normal human's lifespan. Uh, or memory span, even if they have an immortal life, is sorry, what I was trying mm. to say. So they have, you know, I've been alive for a thousand years, but after ten to fifteen years, things start to get a little hazy, and after like a century, I don't really remember anymore because my brain's not designed to last that so maybe some variation of that also he gets thrown head first in a plan that's a lot though too he true and sons <laughs> yeah literally thanos has punched him many times also <laughs> that's not healthy if for any if, if any superhero has cte in the marvel <laughs> universe <laughs> Also, Jason Aaron is one of the greatest writers in the history of the Marvel Pantheon. Fight me, nerds. He is a little fast and loose with a lot of canon stuff. Ooh, we're going to have so much fun when we get to the Thor episode and his parentage, thanks to Aaron. Just roll with it. They actually, not important, we'll talk about it later. We're still like three stages away from the God stuff, and I'm already starting to think of the Thor one going, oh my God. It's going to hurt. Oh God. Uh, 
Black Knight. Black Knight. I just, I don't know. I, I can't point to anything in particular, but I feel like Black Knight's one of the characters that we've ran across so far that every time we read more involving them, I like them more and more. And this is why I argue that I'm a big fan of B and C list heroes, because there's only so much you can do with Captain America. Because Captain America, like he's, mm-hmm. you know, billion dollar movies are being made about him. Black Knight is going to show up and stuff, and it'll be cool, and he'll get his own little fan base, but we're not getting bi- a billion dollar movie out of him, even with what's his name from Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Kit like, Harrington. Yeah. And that's not a knock on Kit Harrington. That's just because no one's ever heard of Black Knight. At least Cap, like, he was a B level hero before the movies came out on the wider, in Marvel A list, in the wider world of recognition. He was coming in behind X Men and Spider Man. But the name was still known. Mm-hmm. If I went up to my dad and was like, Captain America, he'd be like, I've heard of that. If I went up to Black Knight, he's like, the guy from... Monty Python? Yes. Also fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine the Monty Python knight <laughs> oh. as a wielder of the Ebon Blade. <laughs> that could weird. have been Sir Percy in one of his, like, less sane moments and let that headcanon stick forever. He's not worried he's going to die. He has a sword in his hand. It's merely a flesh wound. That would explain it. (laughs) I can still nibble you. All right, I need someone to come kill me, but I need to be, like, on top of the sword first or something. His hand's still gripping it when he gets cut off. It's fine. (laughs) All right, I'll bleed out in a few hours. This is going to suck. He just, like, shoves it through his own abdomen just so he doesn't lose it. You know, that wouldn't surprise me in a Monty Python skit. (laughs) I really wish, and there's no way we have, there's no way they could have the sales to justify it, but if they could give Cy Spurrier a, like, 80-issue run of Black Knight, if this is what he's doing with five issues, I can't, I could, like, would just love to see what happens next. Luckily, because I'm pretty sure he also wrote that X-Men Black Knight crossover Mm -hmm. for Death of Doctor Strange, and he wrote the King in Black one, too. That just seems to be on his list of, like, Black Knight is your little toy. Let's let you play with it for a while. So I'm really hoping to get more. Let's also um, resurrect. What's his name? Uh, the 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 Berserk Rider. And have him write the descent of Sir Percy. That'd be really good. Wait, the Berserk Rider? Like, Berserk the... Manga? Yeah. Did yes. he die? And that's yeah. why I said resurrect him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give him the Evan Blade. That. I'd even read it in manga style if he did that. Right, let's resurrect him, have him write The Descent of Sir Percy. Just call it that, The, the Descent of Sir Percy. <laughs> <laughs> and then have a picture of Merlin in the background because it's Merlin's fault. It's all Merlin's <laughs> fault. The takeaway of this series is... It's all Merlin's fault, and Mordred going to Mer- Mordred. And I love Merlin as a character in actual mythology, but this Merlin is, is Merlin terrible. is a lot like Zeus of four years. He was kind of held up as a heroic character, and in the last century we've been like, why? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and we're actually kind of just confronting that he's a bad person now, which I appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the frame of him, his his apparition over Percy's shoulder just just die it's you want to it's okay it's like you can't do that you made him what he is you can't just tell him to commit suicide that's terrible what a monster
That was pretty powerful, though, and just a just a good hard hitting panel with Sir Percy dropping the sword at the last second, just, just so like done. I'm not touching it. He's done. Mm-hmm. And then his what kid? That's terrible. <laughs> this would have been done, but Percy had a kid. <laughs> like, oh no! How did Merlin not know that? Am I not wrong? Did I see a Nazi holding the? Yeah. Okay. I was about, when I said. I, I was going to add on, and I forgot to go back to it, but I was like, I would like to see all the other Black Knights that tried. Except for the Nazi one. I don't I don't care. I think it was a jab at the greater good that Merlin kept talking about, because mm-hmm. in that friend, they say, the knight always tries to fight for the greater good, but it never ends well, and it slowly devolves into the Nazi. I'm like, oh. so Yeah, no, there was definitely some like rampant British imperialism in the guy in, in one of the ones that they showed. And... Yep. That's everything I got. The Ebon Crown looked pretty baller. It did look pretty good. It looks a lot better than the Ebon Siege. <laughs> I want to get a picture of that chair. <laughs> it just happened in my house. I'm like, this is what we don't have. <laughs> the the Ebon Crown, though, you can't run with that for too long, though, because it looks way too similar to the Crown of Hell. Um, mm. What was that back panel where it showed him standing on the battlefield with it? It looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Also, just I don't know. I'm I'm also on board with it. I'm so on board with the fact that this story kind of winkingly was a little bit meta too. Like they were just like Mordred's going to Mordred, and at the very end they fully embrace the whole guy in the chair trope. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, literally, you're going to be the guy in the chair. That's the only way that you can do your job. Is in the chair. It's so good. I mean, we're going to switch, but... (laughs) One of us has to be the guy in the chair. And it makes sense that no one would know who the new Black Knight is, because for all the Avengers know, they saw Dane Whitman get beheaded. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. He didn't ever tell him. He told his brother, I need a break. Don't tell anybody. I liked that little bit of like thinking from Dane, too. Like, uh, I could probably use a little bit of a break, and... It might be a good idea if I just laid low if people are cutting my head off. You know, I would do the same. Like, you know, <laughs> time for a vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I like I said, I just like I like Black Knight more and more every time we run into him. I'm excited to see what happens, especially because after Death of Doctor Strange, it does seem like Dane might re recall up uh what's her name? Faza? Yeah. He should. Honestly, he, there needs to just be a team. I mean, he works well on teams, but there needs to just be a team of like him and Faza and bringing in Hercules just because it'd be fun. Several of the kind of medieval-themed heroes to deal with some of the medieval and classical era, because I included Hercules there. Uh, fantasy heroes dealing with fantasy stuff. I even just like the trio of the Black Knight but there now being two of the them. The Black Knights and Faza. Because then you have the bad sword and the good sword. Mm-hmm. One of them's the Scalibur is sheathed right now. Mm-hmm. Presumably they took that out eventually. No. <laughs> I, I like the idea they just went home with it still in like, hey, Dane. Hey, Dane. Dane, you're going to sit in the chair a lot these days. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with this? <laughs> oh, God. Poor Dane. He's had it so rough. <laughs> Always. He needs a permanent vacation. (laughs) So next time, we are going to dive into, finally, into the vampire section. Fair warning. I have reworked the vampire section 
easily five times. One, because this is an area of Marvel stuff that I don't know super well, so I've had to relearn it. And another, it gets really complicated. Where does Blade go? Where does Dracula go? Where does the Tomb of Dracula characters who are not Dracula or Blade. go? <laughs> or Blade, yes. <laughs> All of the other ones who are impor really important in Marvel history. But no one knows who Frank Drake is. Other than we read of him in the, like, Night Stalkers book. The hair. It's the big poofy shirt that I don't know why he's wearing it because he does not in any other... We'll get to Everyone's it. like, let's go get our tackle gear on. Ruffles. <laughs> Which he super just bought from a Ren Fair. Like, let's yeah. be honest here. I don't blame him. It so, we will be reading the second Tomb of Dracula series. It is a mini-series written by the original creators that came out in 1991. I think there is a subheading, and I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Again, I am running on very little energy today. And we will be dealing with the basic Tomb of Dracula series. That's all the time we have set aside for our lesson today. For those of you staying on the island, the hourly game of darts starts soon. For everyone else, we hope your cruise back to the wild world of nerdery is swift and safe and super fun. Bon voyage. Thank you for listening to this episode of Noob Island. If you like the show, please hit subscribe. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, that would also be super helpful. As always, we are part of the Earworm Podcast Network and would greatly appreciate it if you could go check out all of our sister shows over at earworm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. A big special thanks to Ian Ford for our theme song and music. We'll catch you next time.